Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 10 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. Continuing our exploration of the obstacles that can prevent you from achieving your sports goals, today's topic is fear of failure. And in fact, because fear of failure is such a big topic, I'm going to have a two-part series of podcasts. This one is part one. Fear of failure is the single most common cause of performance difficulties for the athletes who come to me for help, whether they experience low confidence, pre-competitive anxiety, a preoccupation with results, or severe self-criticism. In most cases, when we dig deep enough, we discover a profound fear of failure at its root. Fear of failure causes athletes to experience debilitating anxiety before they compete in the sport. It causes them to give less than their best effort and not take risks while competing. And after the competition, they feel regret for not having performed up to their ability. From the author Paul Coelho, there is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, the fear of failure. Fear of failure begins with the meaning that you attach to failure. The fact is, failure isn't worth fearing. In fact, it's an important part of striving toward your athletic goals. The most successful people in sports, and in fact all walks of life, failed frequently and monumentally on the way to success. One classic example is that the basketball great Michael Jordan didn't make his high school junior varsity basketball team. What athletes come to fear is not fear itself, but rather the meaning they attach to failure. At the heart of fear of failure is the belief held by athletes that if they fail in their sport, then there will be some sort of bad consequences. There's actually been a lot of research that has investigated fear of failure and has found the following as the most common fears among athletes. They'll disappoint their parents, and even worse, their parents won't love them. Their friends will no longer like them. They'll be ostracized by their peer group, meaning their teammates. They'll experience embarrassment, humiliation, and shame. They'll feel like worthless people. All of their efforts will have been a waste of time. And they'll experience the devastation of not achieving their goals. Athletes with a fear of failure perceive failure to be a ravenous beast like a mountain lion that pursues them relentlessly and must be avoided at all costs. Why? Well, if it catches them, it will eat and kill them. When athletes with a fear of failure do succeed and avoid the beast, they only experience a small and brief amount of relief because they survived one more day without being eaten by failure. As a result, avoiding failure becomes their single motivation and goal in life. From Mike Ditka, the Super Bowl winning coach, success isn't permanent and failure isn't fatal. Now let's explore some of the causes of fear of failure. Athletes get this disruptive perspective on failure from the hyper-competitive sports culture in which you gotta win, baby, is the constant mantra. This fear of failure is exacerbated by a broader popular culture that makes failure beyond unacceptable. For example, on television and in the movies, the losers, the nerds, the unattractive people, the poor athletes are teased, bullied, and rejected. With this definition of failure, popular culture has created a culture of fear and avoidance of failure. It's conveyed to people in general, and athletes in particular, that if they fail, they will be shunned by their peers and branded as losers for life. Many parents have also fallen under our culture's spell of failure. They've compounded the harm that failure can inflict on children by becoming overly invested in their children's athletic lives. Think Little League dad or soccer mom. To such an extent that their self-esteem becomes dependent, many parents also unwittingly connect their own love and approval to their children on whether their children succeed or fail. The messages that young athletes often receive from their parents, however unintentionally, is, I won't love you if you lose, either indirectly through their parents' emotional reactions, such as anger, frustration, disappointment, and embarrassment, or directly through what they say to them. Why did you play so poorly? Said with an angry tone. Athletes come to see failure as a threat to their very values people, their status within their family, and their place in society as a whole. 
If these messages from parents persist, athletes then internalize them and make them their own. At some point, they no longer actually need their parents to send those messages. Instead, the young athletes view themselves through the lens of their parents' criticism and send those same messages to themselves in the form of unrelenting judgment and self-criticism. From the motivational speaker, Dennis Waitley, failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It's a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. If you have a fear of failure, you learn that you can avoid failure in three ways. First, you can simply quit your sport. The fact is, if you don't play, you can't fail. And it's no surprise that between the ages of 9 and 13, 70% of children drop out of organized sports. The unrelenting pressure to succeed that they fail is certainly a contributing factor in this decision. Mysterious and persistent injury and illness, damaged equipment, apparent lack of interest and motivation, or just plain refusal to take part are common ways in which you can avoid failure and maintain your personal and social esteem. Yet, choosing not to play any longer is a painful decision because despite your profound fear of failure that may drive you to quit at a very deep level, you very likely love your sport and your decision to quit can make you feel even worse for not having the strength to continue. Second, you can avoid the perceived consequences of failure by failing, oddly enough, but protect yourself from the failure by having an excuse. Well, I would have done well, but my ankle is killing me. Or, I would have done just fine, but my opponent cheated. This is called self-defeating behavior or self-sabotage. You guarantee failure, but the excuse protects you because your failures are not your fault. You can't be held responsible, and our culture and your parents and your peers must continue to accept and love you because it wasn't your fault. Third, another way that you can avoid failure is to get as far away from failure as possible by becoming pretty successful. But if you're driven to avoid failure, you get stuck in a limbo between failure and real success, what I call the safety zone. You're far from failure, so nobody can accuse you of being a failure. For example, you finish in the top 10 in your sport, but you're also frustrated because a part of you knows that you can be truly successful. But to find real success, you must be willing to take risks and the problem with risks, as I talked about in an earlier podcast, is that by the very nature, they may not pay off and they may result in failure. And if you're more concerned with avoiding failure than you are about pursuing success, you'll focus on the downsides of risk. And as a result, you'll be unwilling to take those risks that are necessary to experience real success. If you ever fear failure, you need to understand the actual value of failure. For you to begin the process of letting go of your fear of failure, you must recognize that failure is an inevitable and essential part of your sport. It shows you what you did wrong so you can correct the problem in the future. Failure connects your actions with consequences, which help you gain ownership of your efforts. Failure teaches you important life skills, such as commitment, patience, perseverance, determination, and problem solving. It helps you respond positively to the frustration and disappointment that you will often experience as you pursue your athletic goals. Failure also teaches you humility and appreciation for the opportunities that you've been given as an athlete. Of course, too much failure will discourage you. It will cause you to question your abilities and your goals. It'll hurt your motivation and your confidence. Too much failure can create stress and anxiety and cause you to focus too much on the results you're not getting. As a consequence, you also need to experience success for its ability to bolster motivation, build confidence, reinforce hard work, and increase enjoyment. As you pursue your athletic goals, you must experience a healthy balance of success and failure to gain the most from your efforts. From Tom Landry, another Super Bowl winning coach, I've learned that something constructive comes from every defeat. 
As I explored fear of failure in the athletes I've worked with, I was struck by an odd paradox. These athletes have a profound fear of failure, yet they end up doing things that actually cause themselves to fail by doing something that ensures failure. For example, having a pessimistic attitude, not being well prepared before a competition, or giving up without a fight when things get tough, even when success is within their reach. I was stumped by this conflict. Why would athletes who fear failure so much actually do things that guarantee failure? As I mentioned earlier, self-defeating behavior or self-sabotage protects your self-esteem and how others view you by providing you with an excuse for your failures. See, it wasn't my fault, so I'm actually still really good and you still have to love me. That excuse allows you to avoid taking responsibility for the failure, thus protecting you from feeling like a failure. There are four big problems with this unconscious strategy. First, there is no excuse line on the results sheet. You finished there, you failed, that's the way it is. Second, whether you have an excuse or not, you still failed. Third, you caused yourself to fail, which makes you feel even worse. And finally, nobody really cares why you failed. The simple fact is that you failed. This contradiction led me to the conclusion that athletes don't actually have a fear of failure, but rather they have a fear of what I call total failure. I define total failure as giving it your all and not achieving your goals. Total failure again, giving it your all and not achieving your goals. When I ask athletes if total failure is a good or bad thing, the response is unanimous and emphatic. It is the worst thing. So what is so bad then about total failure? If you give everything you have and don't achieve your goals, you have to admit that you're simply not good enough and there's nothing more you can do. And that realization is very difficult for athletes with big goals to accept. For somebody with a fear of failure, it's better to fail with an excuse than experience total failure because, as I just mentioned, it allows you to avoid the consequences of total failure, such as disappointment of others, wasted time, or feelings of shame, and always leaves open the possibility of your succeeding in the future. Yet, I would argue that total failure is a good thing, although not ideal, because even though you may not reach your ultimate goal, the fact is few athletes do, if you did everything you could to achieve that ultimate goal, that's all you can really do. To put this in perspective, I define total success as giving it everything you have and achieving your goal. Is total success a good or bad thing? Well, of course, it's a great thing. But total success and total failure have one thing in common. That is, giving it everything you've got. So your real goal is to experience total something, whether success or failure. Because in either case, you give it your all. And what more can you do? If you don't achieve your ultimate goal, well, you'll be disappointed, of course. But that feeling won't last long. What will last is the indelible pride and satisfaction you'll feel at having given your best effort and performed as well as you possibly could have. Also, the simple reality is that giving it everything you have is your only chance to find athletic success. If you don't give your best effort, you have zero chance of being successful. In sum, to let go of a fear of failure and free yourself to pursue your athletic goals without reservation, you must embrace the following. To achieve total success, you must be willing to accept total failure. Let me say that again. To achieve total success, you must be willing to accept total failure. By doing so, you have nothing to fear from failure, and as a result, will be liberated to pursue total success with unrestrained determination and drive. From George Hallis, a six-time NFL champion coach, nobody ever who gave his best regretted it. I had another epiphany about fear of failure that has taken my understanding of fear of failure to an even higher level. The real fear is not failure, the meaning you attach to failure, or even total failure. 
Instead, the real fear of failure is about the fear of experiencing the painful emotions underlying total failure that you think you will feel if you fail. If you have a fear of failure, all of your efforts are devoted to avoiding having to experience those truly unpleasant emotions that you believe will surely come with total failure. What are these emotions that are so bad that you would actually cause yourself to fail, but with an excuse that protects you from those emotions? Then give your fullest efforts and risk total failure and the possibility of feeling them. Devastation, depression, frustration, despair, guilt, humiliation, shame. Now how is that for a list of emotions to be avoided? But your perception that you will experience these painful emotions is not as likely as you think. In fact, except in very rare cases, it's been my experience that the emotions that athletes believe they will feel if they fail don't even begin to approach the emotions I just listed above. So if you experience total failure, you will certainly feel bad. You'll be hurt and sad and disappointed, but they are far from the crippling emotions you think you will feel. They're not that intense, and more importantly, they won't last very long. If you can accept this truth, then your fear of failure will surely diminish. From an unknown source, I can choose to let it define me, confine me, refine me, outshine me, or I can choose to move on and leave it behind me. The fact is, at some level, you have nothing to fear. There are three aspects of this perspective on fear of failure that are particularly unfortunate. First, none of the bad means that you may attach to failure will likely come true. Sure, there are misguided and sometimes downright crazy parents out there who will be angry and upset, and perhaps even withdraw their love in the face of their children's failure. But there aren't very many of them, and the chances are that your parents do love you no matter how you perform. Other than that, your friends will still like you, you will not be rejected by your peers, you will still be worthwhile, your time will still be well spent, and you will get over the fact that you may not achieve all of your sports goals. In other words, if you fail, you'll be disappointed, but in the end, you will be okay. Second, your fear of failure is utterly self-defeating. It does you no good at all. It creates a win, but not really, lose situation. You win, again not really, by protecting yourself from those alleged painful emotions you believe you will experience if you fail. But you lose big time. You don't achieve your goals, you kick yourself for not giving your best effort, and you continue a pattern of thinking, emotions, and behavior that not only hurts your sports, but may very well continue to haunt you in every aspect of your life. Third, if you could just let go of your fear of failure and truly give it your all, that is performing your sport with total commitment, confidence, courage, and abandon, the chances are very good that you will find some degree of success. Now, how much success depends on a lot of things unrelated to what goes on between your ears. I can't guarantee that you will end up on the top of the Olympic podium or playing in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. But as I often say, good things will happen. Moreover, if you risk total failure, contrary to being devastated by all those painful emotions you worry about, you would actually feel wonderful emotions, excitement, joy, pride, inspiration. Why? Because you gave your fullest effort and left it all out there. And ultimately, that's all you can do. From John Senna, the well-known professional wrestler, I fear nothing and I regret less. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 10 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 11 in the near future.